0: chapter 13 of the mute singer by anna cora mawett ritchie this libravox recording is in the public domain recording by kelly taylor chapter 13 the mute singer the dead calms of life are seldom long of duration and the winds and waves of circumstance soon ruffle the smooth blank sea of sylvie's existence one morning about a week after the events related in the foregoing chapter she was sitting alone at her work her mother had gone out to breathe the fresh air and make a few needful purchases all at once the tramping of heavy feet upon the stair and the confused murmur of excited voices caused sylvie to pause and listen Hurried tapping sounded at the door sylvie opened it and found good dame manot standing without oh my poor child my poor child she sobbed forth in violent agitation the young girl alarmed at this tearful greeting tremblingly turned her eyes in the direction of the heavy tread which now came nearer she saw two men carrying a litter followed by a miscellaneous crowd a male form was partially visible on the rude couch she sprang towards it and beheld her father lying senseless it might be dead the blood poured from a deep gash in his forehead and stained with crimson his ghastly face his fair hair and disordered garments the daughter's rapid glance of horror was followed by a shriek that rang through the long corridor rang yes rang in one loud clear note of music oh my father oh my father bring him in uttered in the same key burst upon the startled ears of all present she had spoken spoken in song she had involuntarily unconsciously sung the words that rushed to her lips everyone stood petrified oh bring him in she sang again the bearers had set down their piteous load wonderstruck they lifted it and obeyed when monsieur de la roche was laid upon his own bed his daughter dropped upon her knees at her side and with steady hand pressing together at the gaping gushing wound turned to dame manot singing dr Sylvester, go bring him quickly the concierge was stunned confounded it is wonderful wonderful she ejaculated without attempting to stir the strangers who had poured into the room thought this young girl who sang while a parent lay dead or dying before her must surely be deprived of reason sylvie was too deeply absorbed in contemplation of her father to comprehend the cause of their stupefying amazement finding that the concierge did not move she turned to her again and sang imploringly go 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 that instant who chanced to be passing the door made his way through the crowd sylvie caught sight of him and sang in a voice of thrilling pathos good Matteo, go for dr Sylvester! oh bring him quickly she has regained her voice thank god thank god cried the boy without heeding his words she motioned to him impatiently still singing go 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 Do you not see he bleeds to death? Mittaio darted away, shouting, as she flew down the stairs. She has regained her voice! Mademoiselle Sylvie has regained her voice! He ran against, and nearly overturned, someone who was ascending. It was Maître Bourgeau, who seized him savagely by the shoulders. Do you want me to knock you down, you crazy cripple? Why are you yelling in that frantic fashion she has regained her voice regained her voice shrieked Matteo, breaking away from him and hurrying on the boy gave a sharp rap at ursule's door and without waiting for her to appear flung it open and screamed out she has regained her voice her voice then rushed down the next flight at the entrance of the house he encountered madame de la roche "'creeping dolefully along with a basket upon her arm. "'She has regained her voice, regained her voice,' bellowed Matayu joyfully in her ears, "'and then, with a leap that almost ended in a somerset, he bounded into the street and fled. "'Madame de la Roche could hardly credit her ears. "'Regained her voice? That was surely what he said. "'Whose voice could it be but Sylvie's?' excitement imparted strength to limbs that had failed her a moment before and she rapidly mounted the stairs and entered her own room only a few moments after bourroux and ursule what a sight met her eyes her husband stretched upon the bed white as a corpse and covered with blood sylvie her hands and arms all crimson, kneeling beside him trying to stem that red current by holding together the deeply parted flesh from which it spouted if her fingers for an instant relaxed their pressure madame de la roche staggered towards the couch the moment sylvie beheld her she sang mother he lives he has but fainted if we can only staunch his blood all will be well sylvie sylvie was all her mother could gasp forth are you his wife asked one of the men who had carried the litter yes yes how did this happen he was thrown from a horse i was passing when the spirited creature flung him over her head i recognized the animal a splendid gray mare which a friend of mine has for sale it was through my friend the owner that we discovered who this gentleman was and were enabled to carry him home it's a sad accident for that's an ugly cut and i fear your troubles don't end here i am afraid the shock of seeing her father in this terrible condition has unsettled your daughter's mind added the man looking pityingly at sylvie before madame de la roche could reply mattayou re-entered with dr Sylvester, whom he had fortunately encountered a few paces from the door when sylvie saw the physician she sang can you not staunch this blood oh lose no time or he will die it is true then she has regained her voice most marvellous ejaculated the doctor gazing at her in astonishment without regarding her father for heaven's sake lose no time or he will die sang sylvie her beseeching intonation recalled the doctor to himself and he proceeded to examine cleanse, and sew up the wound. During the process, he asked Sylvie several necessary questions, to which she replied, as before, in song. Maitre Bourgeois had sunken into a chair, completely overpowered by rapturous emotion. His hands were tightly clasped, his eyes upraised with an expression of beatitude, and tears ran in rapid showers down his withered cheeks ursule laughed and cried by turns yet had sufficient presence of mind to assist sylvie who was diligently aiding the doctor now lifting up the matted locks which he unsparingly severed from her father's temples now holding the water and sponge now sewing bandages and handling pins metayu capered about the room crying in the ears of every one who came his way she has regained her voice she has regained her voice do you not hear do you not hear the blood was staunch the wounds sewed the head bound up Monsieur de la roche opened his eyes but seeing his daughter bending over him feebly murmured sylvie my father she sang in reply good heavens is that you sylvie or am i dreaming What is this who are these people he asked with a confused look my daughter is it really you yes father it is i again she answered singing and your voice is restored gracious heavens is it possible sylvie with a convulsive start which told that she had not until that moment become aware of the joyful fact replied with a trill of such power sweetness and flexibility that bourgeot leaped from his seat vehemently clapping his hands and shouting bravo 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 in uncontrollable ecstasy Monsieur de la roche had lifted himself upon his elbow and cried out with his old enthusiasm why what a set of miserable croakers you've all been even you doctor you see she can speak she can sing she has regained that glorious voice which you all told me was gone forever now all will be right again what a pity that gray mare was too spirited for my purpose there was no managing that meddlesome creature she was a beauty and a bargain thinking i might by and by contrive to purchase her i gave her a trial but she threw me but it won't matter i'm not much worse for the trouble and she has her equals in the market as he was running on thus hopefully his eyes rested upon the musician ah Boujo, my dear fellow "'Are you there? Let Monsieur Legrand know at once "'that Sylvie will sing for him tomorrow, tonight, when he wishes. "'Will you not, child?' "'Sylvie, now quite composed, tried to syllable yes, "'but alas, the sound died away in a hoarse whisper. "'With a look of blank consternation, she added almost inaudibly, "'My voice, my voice is gone again.' Then how they all gathered around her, with the sudden, sickening revulsion of feeling that follows hope changed to despair. "'Can you not speak?' "'Try, try again,' said Bougeot tenderly taking her hand, still red with the gory stain. She shook her head mournfully. Grief and disappointed sealed every lip. At last the silence was broken by Dr. Sylvester, who exclaimed— as though a thought had just struck him. You did not speak before. You were singing, not speaking, when I entered. Try to sing again. Sylvie broke forth with that beautiful anthem from Handel's Messiah. But thou didst not leave his soul. And while her entranced auditors listened in dumb wonder, she sang the whole air with the most faultless vocalization. This is very extraordinary. The first case of the kind that has ever come under my notice, said the young practitioner, who always talked as if he had the experience of half a century or more. "'It is obvious that only the vocal cords used in speaking are injured. "'Those called into action when she sings are unimpaired.' "'Her great gift remains. "'She will be able to resume her profession!' exclaimed Bourgeot "'in a tone of mingled affirmation and interrogation. "'Yes, assuredly,' replied the physician." Who could attempt to describe the holy rapture that rendered Sylvie's face luminous? The burst of joy that greeted the doctor's words was suddenly checked. Monsieur de la Roche, exhausted by emotion and loss of blood, sank back insensible. The doctor, preemptorily, ordered the apartment to be cleared of all but Sylvie, her mother, and Ursule. Beaujol and Mattio seemed inclined to linger, not from any deep interest in the patient, but because they could not forego the delight of again hearing Sylvie's long-silent voice. An impatient gesture from Dr. Silvestre caused the musician to seize hold of the hunchback with a rough friendliness, which showed their bond of union was drawn closer by this mutual joy, and hurry with him out of the apartment m de la roche was restored to consciousness with difficulty and when his heavy eyes once more unclosed the breath came slowly through his white and parted lips it was apparent that his mind wandered and his pulse gave indication of fever madame de la roche was almost excusable for her piteous lamentation alas alas the shadow of joy never comes to us except hand in hand with tangible sorrow dr sylvester administered an opiate and gave strict orders that the patient should remain undisturbed he soon sank into a heavy slumber sylvie in passing the old piano so long closed threw it open by an irresistible impulse but without allowing her fingers to wander over the yellow keys, she softly closed the lid again and stole to her own chamber to give her heart full vent in that holy communing that heightened her every joy and lessened her every sorrow. End of chapter 13.